if we're learning, we're growing. If we're experiencing, we're growing. Yeah. Um, and, and we get to choose what those experiences are. We make very clear decisions on whether the experience is going to suck or the experience is going to be awesome. And even in trepidation, uh, the sheer nature of um, moving forward and taking uh, a, a chance on an unknown is uh, adds to the excitement for a lot yes. of people. You know? We stand today. The Business Method the business with method. a shout-out. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs' systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to the Business Method Podcast, where we examine the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. Our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that had built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There's a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses and we wanted to get behind the minds the logic and the science of what it takes to build a business like this we've had some incredible guests like bobby edwards the founder of squatty potty who built a 35 million dollar per year company with just 17 employees and jp sears the youtube superstar whose videos are going viral all over the internet i'm your host chris reynolds and we hope you enjoy the show the business method Hey listeners, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you here. And this interview today is actually part two of a long hour and a half conversation we had with John Loger. The first part was published yesterday. So if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you listen to that one first. In this episode, we dive into some deeper things, talking about getting over hurdles, taking your business to the next level, staying motivated as an entrepreneur, and keeping consistency in work and projects related to business. What's great about this entire interview, both part one and part two, John just dumps so much wisdom on us that he doesn't even stop. He just spits it out left and right, and it was awesome to listen to. By the end of an hour and a half of talking, both him and I were just jumping through the roof and doing backflips because there was so much amazing content. So without further ado, let's jump back into that conversation and enjoy the show, you guys. Entrepreneurs' systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Right? So I have this thing where I say every day is a do-over. Yeah. You know? Every day is a do-over. And you're gonna get, you kind of get to choose, you know, uh, uh, how that do-over is going to happen. You know, like nobody writes the script for you. Nobody's nobody's writing a script for how you experience your do-over. You do. So, you know, we you, we do live in the past and we do project down in the future. And a lot of that, that, that falls into messing with our clarity. We get caught up in bright and shiny object. We get overwhelmed. We get all of these things, uh, you know, I mean, these are human experiences. And a lot of that stems from the fact that we just don't connect with what's really, really important to us. We don't trust that we know what's really important to us. And we're not actually in, engaging what's important. So if we're not engaging what's important to us, then... We have these moments of, you know, sporacity. Uh, we have these moments of total confusion, frustration. So what we do is we go to the past. We live in the past or we project out into the future. And so that's why I love that every day is a do-over because the only thing you can have an impact on is what happens now, yeah, today, not in a year's time, not in three years' time. You, you know, it's important to have those ideals and dreams and visions, but we are a work in process, 
we live our lives in process, not in outcome. Our bodies don't work in outcome. Our heads don't work in outcome. Uh, you know, we live in this moment, you know. And so that's why I love every day's a do-over. Every day, you know, every time that sun comes up or every time, it doesn't matter if it's cloudy or raining or, you know, when that daybreak occurs, um, you know, that little spark. And I've seen that spark so many times around the world. Um, and it just always grabs me like, wow, you know, <laughs> you know, here it is again. Do you, watch, do you watch the sun every morning? Uh, I watch. I try and get up early enough to see the sunrise. I try, sunset. I, you know, I'm, and I'm actually be, yeah, I'm actually pretty good at it. I love the sunsets too, because in the sunset moments as well, uh, my favorite place in the world to watch sunsets is in, in La Jolla, California. Uh, yeah, it's knows, beautiful. Uh, it's yeah, just, it's just north of San Diego. But um, you know, if you go to uh, the main beach there near the uh, um, the observatory, uh, you know, palm trees. You can just sort of sit back on the green. You know, so used to just sit on the grass, uh, just having the green. And then you've got all the sand in front of you, and then you've got that that coastline, uh, flat, beautiful flat ocean, some waves sort of crashing. But then you just see that sun drop, 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 and it literally takes seconds when it hits that the edge of the world to fall off uh, to to wake up another part of the world. Uh, that it happens in seconds. Like it's just it's once it's there and then it's gone. You know. Have you ever um, seen? Um, so yeah, it's pretty majestic. Have you ever seen a sunset uh, in Phoenix or around Phoenix, Arizona? No, I've, I need to do that. <laughs> I've seen sunrises in Phoenix, and they're pretty awesome, but yeah. I need to see a sunset in Phoenix. Yeah. They're, they're pretty amazing, too. You know, I love California, and I lived in Costa Rica, and both mm. of them had just breathtaking sunsets and sunrises. Mm. But for me, it's yeah. like the, in Phoenix, it's a purple haze of a sunset that really mm. lights the sky on fire at the same time. I, it's just a desert and everything that comes together. So if you ever get a chance, yeah. check it out. It's, oh, it's incredible. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah but yeah I, that's i mean that's what it boils down to is uh you know what you do today yeah um i, I have another question it's a bit off topic of clarity this yeah. is awesome awesome feedback but um we were talking about mcdonald's and ray Kroc and the systems that yeah. they, they've created uh that mm -hmm. just you know blows is blown business and franchise away and real estate away mm. in the past 20 mm -hmm. or 30 years. But like uh, yep. I, I'm playing with this concept of systems of wealth. Now we're all engaged in using systems that make us uh, wealthy or middle-class or poor. And mm -hmm. I think uh, the majority of us are really unconscious of the systems that we're all a part of. You know, we're a part mm -hmm. of either a tax system or a part of a healthcare system or a part of a business system mm -hmm. or a part of some sort of system that's kind of creating us, uh, putting us in, in our economic situation. And so, mm -hmm. um, I, and I think like if we really become conscious of these systems that we're part of, that we can really change our own realities economically and, and the wealth that we have. So I'd like to ask mm. you, like, what are some of the more powerful systems that you're a part of that has really kind of taken your life or your business or uh, any aspect of those two things to, to the next level? Okay. Are we talking financial? It can or be are we anything. Talking just holistically. Yeah, okay. both. Both. Yeah. If, uh, okay. So let's. I'll talk, I'll talk in both. But if we talk financial, yeah. Um, let's start there. The rules of the, the the rules of the game have never changed uh, from the dawn of time. The rules are the same from six, seven thousand years years ago, right? Uh, you know, we uh, you know we uh, we need to live in this world and we need resources, right? And how we manage those resources to uh, live the life that we choose to live 
uh, is going to how, how well we manage those resources is going to determine uh, the level of experience that we create for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is, and if I if we go back to uh, we're talking fundamentals. Like, let's go back to the behemoths, the Medici's, the you know, you know, the people that revolutionised. Even the Knights Templar, who established the banking system that we know today, that is right. still, you know, uh, you know, over over eight hundred years ago, they established the modern day banking system. Uh, you know, where where people would deposit funds into a place and keep record, right? Right. Um, and and then that system. Uh, created uh, uh, the the credit system was created the uh, you know all of those things that that um, uh, make up our financial institutions and now we have the 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 the, the funny money the cryptocurrency uh, revolution <laughs> right um, um, you know uh, 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 those sorts of things so for me um, if we look at if if we will, if we look at the great uh, financiers the the people that have built extraordinary uh, wealth. Uh, uh, changed the world in many ways, um, uh, you know. And, and if, even if we look at the one percenters, you know, for those of you, if you don't know what the one percenters are, go and look YouTube one percent. You'll see what I mean. These are the one percenters who pretty much own eighty-three you know, percent of the world's uh, resources and wealth, right? Right. Um, uh, so, uh, a long time ago, and I didn't listen to this message. It took me a while to get this, but the number one thing from a financial point of view is compounding interest. Mm-hmm. Compounding, leveraging compounding growth of your finances uh, and being patient and being mindful and also being conservative. If you look at people who are incredibly uh, resourced financially, they are not speculative at all. They don't take risks. They don't take any big risks. They invest very, very carefully and very shrewdly. But the other thing that I've learned is you need to treat your finances like a business. Mm -hmm. Profit and loss. Did I make, you know, is it making money every day? Is it adding a dollar? Is it adding a cent? Is, is it doing some? Is it moving forward consistently um, so that I'm growing and, and uh, having uh, the compound interest of, of the, you know, wherever those opportunities are, whether it be investing in real estate or shares or bonds or, you know, whatever investments you make, whether even it's investing in a business, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to, uh, to leverage your financial opportunities. For me, the one thing I've learned is you need to treat your finances like a business, right? So profit and loss. Are we growing? Is it growing? It, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, even if you make a loss, you need to be aware of your losses. Because the biggest thing that I've learned in life from a finance point of view is that you need to take your profits. If you're not taking your profits along the way, um, uh, what you're doing is you're, you'll end up wasting money. You'll end up burning cash and resources. Uh, so I've learned that you, you know, uh, you, you know, if you're making it, you want to freaking enjoy it, right? <laughs> of course. Um, you, uh, you know, you know, you want to, you want to enjoy that those moments. You don't want to sit there. I know people who've worked all their lives, scrimped and saved their 401k, and they end up with their lives, and they've got a ton of money. They're like they're sitting on four to five million dollars, and they can securely give themselves uh, a monthly, uh, a, an annual income of you know a couple of hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand uh, dollars a year, which is you know pretty. It puts you into the top. Uh, 5% of earners in the world, um, you know, tax free. And it's like, now I've got 300 grand and, um, you know, I can't walk. Uh, my yeah. body's giving up on me. I'm sick. I'm, I've got cancer. I've got, so worked all my life to experience this level of freedom at the end of my life. And that's exactly what happens, the end of your life, mm-hmm. because all the energy and momentum and focus is on the end. So you're, you're, you're almost giving yourself the self, self, 
fulfilling prophecy of living the end of your life. So, you, so <laughs> the idea is enjoy, enjoy the profits along the way. Um, yes, you need to uh, be mindful of what you create for your future uh, so that you, have, you, that you have the life that you want to have. Like some people don't need a lot to live. I mean, we know people who live in Southeast Asia who, you know, on 40 grand a year, they're living like you kings, know, kings yeah. right? Or thir- even 30 grand a year yeah. in Asia, you're living, you're living like a freaking king and you've got a servant. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, you know, and so that's 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 an experience or an expression of how one feels uh, in their wealth. So for me, uh, you know, the 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 the, um, the the old workhorse is compounding interest. Where can I create com- the compounding effect uh, so that the outcome over a period of time is more significant? Um, don't get greedy. Whenever you get greedy, you're going to get kicked in the teeth. Yeah, and you know when 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 we have the bright and sh- this is a bright and shiny object uh, syndrome. Uh, I I have I, I feel uh, I do feel for people who've made uh, life decisions where they've risked everything, and then all of a sudden through economic uh, uh, challenges or a shift in geopolitical issues, uh, life you know puts the boot directly in their backside and go well, sorry it's gone. You know worked all your life. Uh, and you know it's gone. I was back in 1987. I had a significant amount of money sitting in the stock market. Uh, it was October. I can't remember the day uh, because it was a horrible day. And I can remember sitting there on my phone trying to call my broker to say "freaking sell, sell, sell," and I couldn't get him on the phone. Um. And so in the in and in and in three days, I lost eight hundred thousand dollars in Ouch. three days. Ouch! Right? And. And and I, there's nothing I could do about it. And I'm thinking, what you know, my head was going, how the hell, how hard, how many years did I work to accumulate that eight hundred thousand dollars into that investment, right? Yeah. Um, because the market the market was hot and it was good and it was all everything was sexy, right? Yeah. And so greed can be a very dangerous thing. The the so not, when I say I'm, I know I'm putting it down a basis ideas, but when I say greed, it's the opportunistic. Hey, I can take a leapfrog here. Right, I can take a I can take a bit of a curve jump and get ahead faster. So one thing that I have learned is if you're going to speculate, speculate with a small percentage of your money, yeah. um, the smallest smallest percentage of your money. Uh, make sure you take your profits. Uh, you know, I remember sitting there another cringe-worthy moment. I'm sitting there with a business partner. We had a we had a surplus of two million dollars in the business, and we could have had a really nice, sexy dividend for ourselves each. Right, so two million cash. Uh, and you know, take it out, pay your taxes, and you're still left with a pile of cash. And and for me, uh, you know, uh, house, car experiences, travel, investments, you know, uh, with that cash, right? Mm-hmm. But then we we chose no, no, let's hire some people. Let's let's scale the crap out of this business, yeah. <laughs> right. And so and and let's pay let's pay our team awesome bonuses you know because we've done so well and let's be generous and all that sort of stuff right which is really cool right so we invest we we took that two million cash and we re- reinvested in the business and we swallowed up that swallowed up that two million cash in, in six months right mm. and did the business grow yes was it moving forward yes but not to the value of two million dollars <laughs> yeah know? um uh that that was gone uh, it wasn't, you know, and and uh, did it did it help to the future? You know, somewhat, right? But in that moment, I sat there and said, you know, we still could have grown the business if we at least took half of it out and just did what we wanted to do personally. We would we would have been we still would have uh, uh, hit those levels of growth um, by still taking our profits. So I learned 
uh, you know, take your profits. Yeah. You know? That's another thing. So compounding interest, take your profits, enjoy your life along the way, create some experiences. Don't get greedy. Uh, if you're going to speculate, speculate with, with knowing that you are uh, you have a greater percentage of losing rather than winning. I've seen people lose millions and millions and millions of dollars on cryptocurrency, and I've seen people gain millions and millions of dollars on the cryptocurrency. But I've also very – I don't know about you, but I haven't actually met a single person that has cashed out their millions and millions of dollars in cash. Not yet. Uh, and re <laughs> and realized and realized their true – millionaire status not their fake millionaire status on cryptocurrency yeah uh, and realized and being able to resource themselves with that revenue uh, i haven't met anybody yet i've known lots of people who are li literally risking the house and their life on this thing mm -hmm. um, because they believe in it so much and they believe that it is a future of financing um, um, uh, and, and, you know, people are buying into the hype and they're still buying into the hype, even with all the disasters and some of the class actions that are going on right now around the world, they're still buying, they're still like, Hey, there's going to be another cryptocurrency. You know, Facebook's going to have a cryptocurrency. PayPal's going to have a cryptocurrency. Amazon's going to have a cryptocurrency. Everybody's going to have a cryptocurrency. So it's here to stay. And yes, it is. Um, uh, and so, um, you know, is it an opportunity? Possibly for some it is for many, it's going to be an absolute disaster. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that's my take on finance, you know, be smart, treat it like a business, uh, make sure it's profitable, um, watch it, pay attention to it. Don't allow somebody else to control your money. That's the other disaster that most people do is you go and get a financial advisor. Your financial advisor has no interest in you making more money. They're only <laughs> interested in them making more money. Their, their job is to make sure they get paid by shifting your money around. You know, your broker's job is to make sure you're transacting every second of the day so he can collect his 1% every second of the day. They don't give a fuck about you, yeah. right? Because then they're, they're not investing in the shit that they're recommending that you invest in. Yeah. yeah? Uh, you know, so that's the other thing. So be mindful. Uh, be, be in charge. Yes, it's important to have financial advisors. Yes, it's important to have people to make sure that you're, you're moving your resources in a way so that you minimize any liabilities and maximize your opportunities with those resources. It is important because you need resources to experience cool things in life or do the things you need to do or God forbid that you do have disasters that you should be able to take care of because you're resourced. So it's, it really is important. I, one thing that people say is, I've heard people say this, uh, and in my head, this is my, I never say this outwardly, but I'm going to say this on this podcast, on this interview. Okay. Uh, I've, had people say, I've had people say, hey, you know what? Money isn't really that important, right? Uh -huh. When I hear a person say that, I'm saying, what's it feel like to be broke? It feels like shit. How, you know, tell, tell me, because the person who says that is broke. Yeah. Tell me what it's like. Tell me your experience being broke. If you think money's not important, how, what's, tell me what it feels like to be broke because they're broke, right? Yeah. Go to a very wealthy resource person. I, you, I, I say resource rather than wealthy because they are resourced, right? Go to a resource person and tell them, ask them how important is money, right? And they're yeah. going to say, it's freaking very important. It's important because it creates opportunity. It creates innovation. It creates in creativity. It creates in investment. It creates uh, movement growth right it, mm -hmm. those are the things when you get resourced mother teresa I, and i know this for a fact because i researched it dalai lama mother teresa the most pious woman in the world raised billions of dollars worth of money she flew first class stayed in presidential palaces and she fed three million people every day for pretty much 60 years of her life mm -hmm. and she needed she needed billions of dollars to do that in fact she was probably one of the most powerful women in the catholic church she was hated revered 
right? But her ultimate uh, vision uh, and in her piety to uh, have people the simple gift of food so that they can uh, uh, grow and get strength and be here for another day in their lives, right? She needed to be resourced. And that's why she raised billions of dollars. That's why she flew first class and private jets, because the people who fly first class and the people who have private jets, they have resources that Mother Teresa needed Mm -hmm. to feed three million people with. The Dalai Lama flies private. I've seen him fly private. I've been on the tarmac. I've been on the tarmac when the dude rocks up in a a Rolls Royce with a freaking entourage walking onto a private jet and Uh I'm sitting there in, you know, sitting there uh, hopping on my not private jet, but hopping on a plane and going, "Hey, there's the Dalai Lama, and uh, <laughs> he's hopping on a private jet." Yeah. Right? Dude needs money. He needs to be resourced. Every charity in the world needs to be resourced. Otherwise, it cannot help anybody without right. being resourced. So, money is freaking very important, very valuable. Right? In and of itself, not valuable. What we do with it is incredibly valuable, and that's why it's important. And so, it's- uh, so that's you know that's the thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, just a reflection of our inner values, you know, and yeah, yeah and, and what's happening internally in, inside of us. And it's amazing yeah. to see, um, you know, wealthy people, the way they manage their money, their eyes are always on their money. If their personal eyes aren't on it, then they have somebody that they completely trust with their eyes on yep. their money every single day. Yeah. And, and they're not yeah. ignoring the profits or loss or mm. they're, they're not ignoring losses. They're not. Um, nope. you know, they're talking about it, they're addressing it, they're, they're figuring out what to do, um, and yeah. to make sure that that money is, is kept safe and it continues to grow as best as possible. It's amazing. Very, very risk averse, yeah. uh, very, you know, uh, very much looking for the long-term view. Um, you know, and they know they have a purpose for that money. It's not just stuff that's just sitting around. Yeah. They have a reason for, you know, for those sorts of things. Otherwise it just wouldn't be there. Uh, um, you know, that's the other part of this, that if you don't have a reason for it, you're not going to have it. You know, if, if sitting on a beach for $30,000 a year in Bali, having a servant is your juice, that's all you're going to do. Yeah. You're not, you know, you, you know, you're, you're, you're living coconut lifestyle, which is awesome. Great experience. Go to the beach, hang out, you know, somebody's going to clean your underwear. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, somebody's going to cook some food for you. That's really cool. Your rent's really cheap. It's in an air, you're in an air conditioned apartment, you know, uh, uh, on the beach or in a bungalow or whatever. And that's great. And if that's your, the choice in life, that is awesome. You are rich in that moment in your experience. Yeah. Right. Which is, fa- which is fantastic. Right. Yeah. Um, however, uh, somewhere along the line, you're going to want more. And if you want more, you're going to have to pay attention to things that are going to enable you to have more, and that's you know your resources. Yeah. So that's that's from a, 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 a wealth of finance, from a holistic point of view, uh, from a personal point of view. Um, uh, you know, you're here, you're you know, you're living your life, right? Um, and in that living, in in your your experience of the living, um, uh, you're going to make choices. Uh, and you, you know, you want to make choices that make you happy, mm-hmm. right? You know, we, we, at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, you want to feel good. We all want to feel good. Our basis, uh, uh, in, in a feeling is to feel happy, to feel good, to find that a sense of peace, uh, calmness, uh, um, you know, to, to be gracious and humble and, 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 you know, just to, just to have that, whatever that warmth or whatever that light is within you. Uh, to to feel as many of those moments as possible, 
right? Yeah. Um, that's the that's the ultimate, okay, for, for, for a lot of people, and it's you know, um, uh, so that's that's life. Um, but it goes back to uh, if you honour the things, and these are little things, by the way. You know, talking about money, little tiny steps, little increments, little adjustments along the way will have massive um, uh, impacts in our lives. You know, a plane needs two things. A pilot needs two pieces of information to be able to fly the plane. Right? Everybody says, "Well, he needs to know where he's going." Everybody forgets he he forgets that he needs to know where he's starting from hmm. to get to where he's going. And in that journey, those computers are making thousands and millions of calculations to keep that plane on its path so that it gets to its destination. That's kind of how life is. We're making millions of of um, of cranial brain uh, impulses to keep ourselves on some semblance of a path of our choices um, uh, that we want to experience in life. So uh, the, it goes back to what's important to you. And even the little, most little acknowledgements, the smallest acknowledgement of what's important uh, to you. So you might say um, love is important, right? Or to experience love, you've just got to think about it, mm-hmm. right? You've got, to think, you've got to think about a moment where you felt that, where you felt that for yourself, where you felt that for somebody else, uh, you know, whether it be friend, family, lover, a partner, whatever, um, you know, what does that feel like? Uh, and, all, and in that moment, in that brief second, you can acknowledge what that feels like. And if anybody's thinking about it right now, you've probably got a smile on your face and you probably might be feeling warm somewhere and you might be being even melancholic about going back to that place. Yeah. And so in the, in the most brief second, in the most brief moment, you've gone to the place of expressing something that's important to you. And so you know what that is. You know how that works. And then you can carry that forward. So if we do things like even just acknowledging is enough to make us connect with what's important and what's happy. And the reflection of what comes around us when we acknowledge those things, when we experience those things, um, uh, gives us a greater fulfillment, right? Until another impulse or another desire that is important that evolves from our experiences uh, of growth, then we start paying attention to those things. You know, it's, I mean, let's talk about physical, materialistic things, right? Some people want to drive a Lamborghini, right? But you don't need to own you don't need to own a Lamborghini to drive it. You can rent the bastard, or if you've got a friend who's got a Lamborghini, you can borrow their Lamborghini, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, I've done that. I've borrowed somebody's Lamborghini, right? Um, I've hired Lamborghinis because I just wanted to experience what it's like. Now, I don't want to want to buy a Lamborghini because, I, you know, for me, it's not that important. It's a bad right? investment. But it's a, it's, well, it's not so much an, a bad investment. It's just, you know, I would imagine after owning one, after three weeks, I'd go, ah, it's a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, ah, oh, it's just a car. Yeah. A to B, it gets me to A to B. You know, I'd be happy with a with a VW Golf, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but because I just need to get from A to B, right? Um, um, and so, um, uh, so it's, but the thing is, I've had that experience. I know what that's like. I know what the exhilaration is like. You know, I, I made the, I made the uh, fantastic decision one day to buy a Porsche, right? Not, and by the way, growing up and thinking about it, I didn't actually want a Porsche, right? Mm-hmm. But I love driving. I love driving. And so people, I had friends who had them and had many of them over the years and, and have kept buying them. And I, you know, the sales guy who sold me my, uh, my Porsche said to me, you're never going to buy another car. Like once you get into this thing, nothing will compare to this. Yeah. You're just never going to, you're never going to want to get, get out of this. And he was right because the experience <laughs> You know, if you've ever driven one, it drives like it's on rails. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they've got lots, you know, tiny engine, huge torque, huge power. Um, you know, the, 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 the structures, they think they're built like a tank, but they freaking fly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got that classic, you know, stylish vintage kind of look about them. They, the look hasn't kind of changed over the 70 years or more than that. Now, probably the, the 80 years that, that Porsche has been around. They're still capturing that old common gear look, the Volkswagen look. So, um, but here's the thing. It's the experience. Right. Um, I love driving. I, that's why I drive. I mean, I travel the world a lot. And so I hire a lot of cars. And so I hire cars that I've never driven before. You know, I, I drove a Volt the other day just because I wanted to drive a Chevy Chevy Volt to see what it was like. I've driven Jaguars, Lamborghinis, Teslas. You know, I'm, I'm just for me, I, for me, it's a driving experience. I love driving. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm happy. I love going for long drives, you know, uh, down, especially on the coast. A highway, any excuse to hop in a car and go for a drive. I love that experience, right? Yeah. So for me, it's the, it's the, it's just, uh, uh, there are cars that are meh, you know, it's just a car, but then there are cars where you have to work, right? You, you, you feel like you're actually driving. So to me, it's the, it's that experience. Was it, it, was it important for you to own that Porsche? No, but I love the experience, right? And then I moved on to other things, yeah? So my values changed, and so I didn't want a Porsche anymore. I, I wanted to be in a situation where I didn't have a car at all. Right now, I've got hundreds of cars because I drive hundreds of cars <laughs> when I travel, right? Yeah. So, um, to me, it's about what you want to experience. And if you can connect with the expression of that experience, just a little thing. If you want to, you know, for some people, you want to go sailing. Well, go to a local sailing club and say, hey, can I? Uh, is it possible for me to go and crew on some of your members' yachts? Because people are always, people who own sailing uh, vessels desperately desperately are looking for crew members mm-hmm. because they can't sail the fucking things by themselves mm-hmm. right so they need somebody to pull the ropes and move the booms and you know make sure they're uh, controlling the jibe the jib and all that sort of stuff right so you know th- they need people so if you want to experience what it's like to sail on an america's cup yacht go to america's club uh, america's cup uh, uh sanctioned yacht club right and say hey is anybody's taken out the big boat for uh, a run can I crew and I have found myself I have actually sailed three America's Cup yachts really um, by just walking down to the club and saying and volunteering and say hey I'd love to go I don't care if I've got to fold sails or sit in the bottom or do whatever right but I, I would love to be on one of these things to feel what it's like to go at a million miles an hour on the water yeah right? um, and because and that that is a treasurable uh, experience and I can feel like it's really funny. I'm talking to you. I'm getting excited. I'm taking myself back to the moment. Uh-huh. Um, um, but it's like you know, it was like flying. You know, it was literally like flying on the water, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, and just seeing the engineering and the structure and and the science that goes into this thing was extraordinary, right? Uh, as an experience, so you know, the end experience of speed and exhilaration and, and you know, and the strength and the and the disasters, the millions of corrections that have to happen to make thing, make that thing, you know, sing. Um, and at any moment, millions of dollars worth of equipment could break and you could sink and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, uh, just feeling that for a moment. I didn't need to own an America's Cup yacht to sail it. I just had to walk down to a, to a yacht club and say, hey, anybody going out? Is anybody, any big yachts going out? Um, I'd love to crew. If they need a crew, I'd love to hop on, right? Um, if you want to experience things, uh, if you if you want to experience travel, I know a lot of our uh, our uh, uh, you know people in the entrepreneur house travel the world. But there are a lot of people who want to travel the world, want to 
experience other cultures and life and those sorts of things. Go and hang out with people from those cultures and life in your place of where you are right now. Right. You know, go and put, you know read some travel books. I mean, I I'm, I, I love history and I love. Uh, uh, learning about the places that I go and travel to. I recently uh, 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 actually spent some real time in Japan uh, a few, uh, just about four or five weeks ago. Uh, I was there for like five days and it's the longest I've ever been in Japan. I've been to Japan before. It was the longest I've ever been in that country and I love that country. But in that five days, I immersed myself in so many experiences. I went and did things that I hadn't seen or done or learned some things that I hadn't even learned before that gave me a whole new appreciation um, uh, of that country. And just listening to people talk and how they interact and, uh, you know, uh, their culture and how they treat their food and uh, the experiences that they that they do create for themselves as a society and how they live is extraordinary. And in four days or five days of immersing myself, uh, actually forcing myself to speak Japanese, you know, even <laughs> even in the most ridiculous uh, Australian Japanese accent, right, um, and ma- and managing my managing to use hand signals, Google Translate, and my verbiage of Japanese uh, to be able to converse you know, laughing at myself as I'm doing this is an experience, yeah. right? Um, and so that's the thing. If you, you don't, I don't need to go to Japan to experience Japan. I can read about it. I can look at magazines. I can talk to Japanese people. I can find uh, places. I can connect with people on social media and say, hey, who's been to Japan? What do you like? You know, so the, if I want to experience those things, if I just touch little things along the way, uh, acknowledge, think about them, um, uh, bring them into my sphere of attention. Uh, the more you do that with the things that are important to you, the happier you're going to get, the easier decisions you're going to make. Life becomes a flow. You're still going to have disasters along the way because that's how you're going to learn uh, 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 through your experiences. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, if you can have those things appear in your life and experience and at least just think about them um, for a moment, you know, life's going to be pretty good, you know. And, uh, yeah. You got to take care of yourself first. You can't yeah. help anybody unless you look after you first. And a lot of people forget that. You know, you're not here to save the world. You've got to learn and grow for you, so that you can learn and grow and help others uh, along that journey. So yeah, John, that's a perfect note to wrap up the podcast, man. Thank you so much for all the the infinite wisdom that you shared with us today. It's incredible. <laughs> oh man, I think I need to listen to this and. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but thank you, man. Uh, thanks for uh, asking the questions, and I really appreciate uh, uh, what you're doing with me. I love uh, uh, people that are putting energy into, uh, you know, innovating, creating, building, uh, you know, and uh, and certainly um, uh, putting themselves in a place of experience. Is there is there anything you want to share with uh, the listeners about what you have going on, or where they can find you at, or? Um, they can go to consultingunleashed.com. Um, uh, uh, depending on where this episode um, is, if you um, uh, they can come to Austin, Texas, two hundred ninety-seven dollars. Use a code Hustle. Well, that's right? a cheap H-U-S-T-L-E. price. Two hundred ninety-seven. Yeah, very wow. cheap. Two ninety-seven. Uh, I will help you uh, craft a real-time campaign uh, in real time. You're going to be exposed to some of the most successful consultants on the planet who are growing their businesses at seven figures plus. Uh, from scratch in a very short space of time. I've got people like Keith Krantz. I've got uh, Chandler Bolt, who built a $3 million business in less than two years uh, while he was snowboarding. Uh, um, um, but uh, I've got some really cool people. Um, uh, and, you know, if you want to spurt, you want to 
uh, get connected, some clarity to business, then uh, I'd love to have you along. Uh, that 297 is a hugely discounted uh, ticket price. Uh, if you use the code HUSTLE, uh, and if you go to consultingunleashedlive.com, mm-hmm. if you use the code HUSTLE, you'll get a ticket. Breakfast, lunch, morning after teas, all taken care of. Um, and we're going to get you some clients' appointments. And more importantly, if you've got products, we're going to get you some sales within 24 hours. So, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, that's what I'm doing right now. And when's your next event after that? Um, New York. Actually, Google is sponsoring uh, us at Google headquarters, and that's wow. going to be in September um, at Google headquarters in New York City. Uh, I've still, they're still uh, securing uh, the dates. Uh, but yes, uh, we are being hosted by Google wow. uh, in New York City, which is going to be awesome. They're going to tell us uh, how they rule the world uh, and how perhaps <laughs> we can take a piece of that world. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, so keep an eye out for uh, for that one coming. That's going to be huge. That's going to be massive. So, um, but yeah, but if you're in Austin, if you're around Austin, you're near Austin, you can get to Austin. Um, uh, these two days uh, are going to be huge. Um, you know, we've had people generate hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of sales uh, within 24 hours. We've had people, people generate 10, 20, 30 appointments within 24 hours for business opportunities. We've had people who sold products, thousands of dollars worth of products within 24 hours. Because what I'm doing is I'm actually creating your campaign live in the room and you're going to run it. Wow. Um, you're going to press the button. So we want to see the results within 24 hours. So if you need a burst, you need some clarity, you want to hang out with some amazing entrepreneurs, uh, get to Austin, Texas on the 26th and 27th. There's a cheap uh, hotel uh, room block if you buy one. But because uh, you're here, if you're listening to this podcast, $297 for the ticket, you'll be looked after and it's going to be awesome fun. Yeah, that's a huge value. You guys, like I've, I've hung out with John and I've seen him speak many times, had conversations with him and, and I'm always, always, always blown away and inspired by the things that he has to say. And I imagine you could probably, you know, charge 10 times $247 and still get yeah, a lot of people I there. Yeah, I want to make it easy for people. It will cap out. It will book out because I can't write, you know, hundreds of campaigns. So it's not a big room. Uh, and that's also the beauty of the event. It's because uh, uh, there's a level of intimacy in there and you're hanging around with some really cool people who uh, are building amazing businesses in multiple different genres. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, so we, you know, to be able to do what I do in that, in that uh, uh, event um, uh, uh, to be able to write because the last time I did this, I did uh, seventy campaigns in two hours. Wow! Uh, that were launched. That's uh, I literally, <laughs> I, I literally create them on the spot. And the reason I do that is is just to show people how quickly uh, by taking uh, super fast action, not overthinking things, making uh, a direct offer out to the market for to create an opportunity uh, that they can actually take control of their their resources and opportunity very very quickly. They can turn things around on a dime. And they can have massive growth spurts by just uh, putting in a really simple model of action. Um, and so that's one of the reasons I do it. The reason I make it affordable is because I want as many people as possible to experience that um, uh, because, uh, you know, I want to make it easy. Uh, right now, West Coast, East Coast to Austin, I've seen flights from LA round trip for as little as $120. Yeah. New York from 144 so it's pretty cheap to get there. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, so if you go to consultingunleashedlive.com, uh, hustle type in the word hustle as a coupon code uh you will get a the ticket for 297 john thanks so much you're an inspiration and i'm looking forward to seeing you soon somewhere around the world and getting this podcast live so we can share it with our listeners thank thanks so much john i enjoy that man thank you you made me uh, think about a lot of stuff so Good. um uh, i almost felt like i was in ther- therapy <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> you, you get therapy from inspiring everybody else from your stories. It's a, it's a win-win but, for uh, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was very cool, man. And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thanks, you guys, for joining us once again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining the show. We wanted to remind you about our Get Shit Done one-on-one productivity coaching that we recently just launched. What we do is work with you to create big business goals that are absolutely game changers. We make a plan together and put you in our productivity hacking system that helps you stay on target. Each week, you get a call with yours truly about what steps to take for the following week. Some say it's like a year of productivity in just three months. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash coaching. Thebusinessmethod.com forward slash coaching.